stallion. I picked my way across virgin furrows, hundreds of unplanted rows somewhere outside winters on a breezy June day under insistent sun, teetering on unsuitable footwear toward a lean man whose name I cannot recall nor the story that sent me there. A rookie journalist in a neighboring rural county, I took tea at noon in my pink skirt and low heels with service-minded seroptimists nibbling triangle finger sandwiches, then drove 20 miles to take an unsteady walk toward a farmer perched on his high-rise tractor, way out there, his wife said, pointing. What I remember is the farmer's face astride a giant beast, snorting through billowing dust to a gradual halt, as if bridling a stallion that, given its head, could rear up and buck him off. The man climbed down from his mechanical steed, wiped his sweaty brow with a red bandana, tugged up his work pants, smiled kindly. What can I do for you, young lady, he asked, as if 20-something girl reporters regularly found him plowing rich earth of his family land that would, with luck, yield a worthy crop in a matter of months. We must have talked. I would have taken notes in my slender reporter's notebook. And when we finished, he offered me a ride back to my car atop all that horsepower. Knowing he wasn't done with that day's work, he'd said he had many more rows to furrow, and not wanting to delay him, I declined with thanks. He climbed back up on his stallion, trembling with barely reined-in power, ready to paw long, shallow trenches into soil. I wobbled my way back across the field, half-wishing I'd accepted his offer, turning to wave gratified to see the calloused hand and extended salute of that gentle bronc rider silhouetted against a bleached summer sky. <laughs>